0: Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining us, joining me, joining us, there's a joining that's happening, not in a significant kind of way. Uh, my dear friends, Lieutenant Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander David, what's up, fellas? What's
1: happening? What's up? It's happening. <laughs> you guys seem so—I
0: don't know—thrilled to be here. <laughs>
1: Always thrilled to be here with you, Chase.
0: Aw, that's so sweet, my dude. You're welcome. Aw, man. I'm I'm like, I'm touched or something. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Just leave that alone, David. Leave it alone. I saw the look. I wasn't going to say anything. Well, it's fine.
2: I wasn't going to say anything inappropriate. This is a kid's show.
0: Totally. Totally a kid's show. Well, you know, before we, we get into, you know, talking Trek um this week's episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, how's y'all's week been? What have y'all been up to since we all seem to meander together?
2: Did you meet any new rappers from the 80s, Eric? From the 90s? Not 80s or 90s, 90s? 90s? 2000s? No.
1: No, no oh, more man. rappers. Dang. No more second-rate celebrities from the 90s. Mm. Mm. Wow! No, I did, hot. I did fi- I did. finally see Top Gun, the new Top Gun. Oh. Yeah, you Went did. Went the theaters and saw it, yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Was it everything you it was dreamed good. of it was more? Good.
1: It was good. And people were hyping it up to be like super amazing, which it wasn't. It was good. It was, no, don't get me wrong. It was good. but Like super amazing, it was not. It was good.
2: I think he's doing <laughs> his best Tom Cruise
1: impersonation there. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Boy. Wow!
2: It was it, it was it was a good movie. Like it was good, yeah. It, it's not it, look, Chase. It's not like a cinematic masterpiece. It's not this award, isn't going It's going not, o- like, not going to
1: be an Oscar yeah, award winner. What, what are we like, like? Oh, so for it's for the same sound. as Shawshank like, Redemption and everything. Sound or something. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not a masterpiece or anything. It's not going to get like an Oscar or anything like that.
0: You know, it's going to haul in some Oscars.
1: No, it oh, might win no. like best it might win best sound.
0: It's going yeah. to like Lady Gaga oh. is going to 100% get like some kind of like Academy award for her Hold My Hand song. That and a Grammy. I'm calling it right now.
1: Well, I mean Top Gun did the original Top Gun did win the Oscar for best original song for Take My Breath Away.
0: <laughs> that was
2: played so many times. Well, <laughs> every time a girl entered the room <laughs> oh, it, but but it was it was a good it was a good movie it was it was a good movie it wasn't the cinematic masterpiece of all masterpieces but it was it was a good solid movie it was fun to watch it, it was, was very fun, fun. did you enjoy the the double offensive football beach football <laughs> everybody yeah. scores
1: yeah no no volleyball anymore but we get double offensive football
2: hey man just playing with the boys mm-hmm.
0: and a girl.
1: Well, girl. A, a girl. There's just one? Just one. <laughs> okay. Just
0: one female fi- pi- fighter pilot. That's it. Just one. Just one. Okay. Just one. There can only be one, Eric. There can only be one.
1: You know, the whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, the the actor who plays Hangman, I was like, I know this actor from somewhere. He looks so familiar. And I couldn't place him the entire movie, but I know he looks, he looks so familiar. And I'm just like this is bugging me that I can't figure this out because normally I can figure things like this out. So I had to go home and look him up. And I was like, I should have got that. Should have known that.
0: Where'd you know him from?
1: Uh, he was uh, on the first season of Scream Queens.
0: Yes, he was.
1: Yeah, he was Emma Watson's uh, boyfriend.
0: Yeah. My wife watched that show, and I think when we watched it together, she's like, oh, yeah, it's the guy. So I only ever, like, like saw like like snippets, you know, whatever I was like passing in and out of the room or whatever. And I think, um, uh, was it Carrie Fisher's daughter was in Scream Queens as well, if I'm yeah. not mistaken.
1: She's one of the main characters. Okay. Hmm. Oh, there we so
2: go. Uh, next week we're all just going to show up with just mustaches, right?
0: You don't want me to do that. No, I don't, just <laughs> you
1: do you don't
2: just want to. You don't want me to do mustache. that. But we could. I mean, I've already done it once this
0: year. Yeah, and you and you like pulled it off. You pulled off the major league baseball pitcher <laughs> look very well. <laughs> Me doing that, oh, it's not that's not gonna be pretty. I would be disowned yeah. by my wife and children doing that.
1: <sighs> and, and
0: and that's yeah, saying I, something. My
1: mustache isn't like thick enough, doesn't to just be there on its own
2: look i think you're just i think you're just like look we are serious academics over here okay we can't just be going around with 80s porn stashes i get it guys it's fine i mean you got to teach the the youth of tomorrow and 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 be professionals I, i only work for a bank it's fine i get it no the problem is that like
1: i can't grow it's like if they're like policy, if you want to grow facial hair, you have to grow it like on your time off. Like, so if I was wanting to grow it back, like I could just couldn't have like the stubble for like two weeks where it takes to Hold grow on. the beard back. Hold, Hold on, Eric, time
0: Eric, Eric, are you yeah, telling that's,
1: me? That's a policy in the, in like the employee code. If you want to grow facial hair, you have to do it in like time off.
0: So are you telling you me that if you're like mid beard growth, right? like? You know, like, you, you shave it off, you know, for whatever reason, and you have, like, mid-beard growth, and you have, like, this, like, basically, like, five o'clock shadow sort of thing going on, that you are stuck with five o'clock shadow for the rest of the year, because that's how you show up to school on the first
1: day, basically? No, 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 no. Like, like, if we have, like, fall break, and there's, like, a week break, I could, like, not shave for the full week to try to grow my beard back. Fantastic. Or I could shave it off, which I'm not gonna do. (laughs) Uh, But you can't come to work with progressively longer just stubble.
2: What are you making fun of my beard? It's all I can do! (laughs) I just wanna be like the rest of you!
0: I mean, Uh. have you seen mine? I'm trying to play catch-up, guys. I'm pl- I'm trying. I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> I need more fish oil and collagen.
2: <laughs> a- I need some beard oil.
0: Just rub all over my face. Does that actually work, though? Like, if you, like, rub beard oil on your face, does it actually help with facial hair? I have no idea. Because I would totally do it. I would totally do it.
2: Then you just come around with a big old greasy beard. Gotta give your wife a hug. You just leave an imprint on her shoulder. What's that?
0: My husband. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. And anyway. Uh, oh, boy.
2: So, yeah, I had a pretty good weekend, too, guys. It was a lot of fun. and. Uh, <laughs> goodness. Oh, goodness. Oh, uh, good boys. But, yeah, I did. I, I, I Went down to Cincinnati, did a couple of various things. I haven't been to uh, Great American ballpark in a long time. And I went down there and watched a game. And boy, it feels old. <laughs> it feels oh, really? it feels old. It's it's wild how old it seems uh, down there. But yeah, it was fun fun catching that. Hit up uh the old Newport Aquarium, Hofbrew House. Got a few breweries in there. It's good time. I I, f- I, f- I fixed a bunch of things at the Airbnb that we stayed at. Nice. Because that's what dads do. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a father. Like, oh, wait, what? Hold <laughs> on. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know. Hold on, David. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's some what, bombshells on us <laughs> here. That's heard just what old first, men folks. do, <laughs> boy. So yeah, good times.
0: Nice. Nice. So, um, um, after I think it was one of the last episodes that, um, posted, I want to say it was like the, the Cisco episode that, um, Eric and I did, um, I think it was like the, that night or the early, the next morning, something like that. Um, I get this random email. Okay. I get this email from one of our listeners and, um, I'm very sorry. If I'm butchering your name, I am so very sorry. Um, but it was um, um, a guy named uh, Vadim um, from Belgium that was like, hey, love the show, but I encountered issues with the latest um, podcast, um, Definitive Cisco. And it, there was like just like weird, whatever. Like, I don't know. I really don't know how to describe it, but other than like at different points, there would be like, The intro that was like being overlaid like on a middle part of the episode or theme music that was like kicking on and off and stuff like that and I for the life of me couldn't figure out like what was going on I go into like the actual uh file that I used you know to build the thing and everything's fine like there's like nothing got like bumped or whatever so I just did it and like you know it it seemed to fix itself however it's fine like on Podbean, on Audible, Amazon Music, um, Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called these days. I can't remember. But Spotify, no matter how many times I refresh the feed, it, it still has the same nonsense to it. So if you're having issues listening to Definitive Cisco, just try listening on some other service for some reason. Because like it's just, I don't, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you all ran into that problem at all. Uh, with trying to play it on Spotify by chance, if y'all listen on Spotify, but um, but yeah, so I'm I mean I'm thankful that we have a listener in Belgium that was kind enough to email and say, hey, this is what's up, and I was able to get it mostly fixed, I guess. <laughs> mm. So I don't know if you I don't know if um you've ever had that issue with your show, um, David, like with random like something or another with one of your services that you distributed on.
2: Oh, Chase, nobody listens to our podcast, so I, would, I wouldn't know. Um, no, I don't think I've ever had really any, any issues, but there again with ours, I mean, it's... I, I don't really add too much post-production and so forth, so who knows? The only thing that we have happen is uh, just with uh, posting schedules, some things don't transfer automatically over to YouTube,
0: mm. but... Who cares about YouTube? What's YouTube? I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. So, well, um, other than that, like apart from like the show thing, um, I, I I reached out to someone like to say, hey, you know, because I knew they were about to like go into um, like some preliminary interviews with people and just like wanted to wish them well and everything. And they're like, hey, by the way, did you get the email about like you know setting up a time for you to meet? And I'm like, no. Was I supposed to? Yeah. So that was that was um, on Tuesday, and then um, later that day, I get an email from another school that wants to interview me for a full-time faculty position, and I'm like, "You got to be freaking kidding me! Like two schools in one day." I'm like, "I guess I got options. This is this is great, but it was just just, I was just kind of flabbergasted whenever I." I saw those emails just coming across my screen. So, um, and I, and I for some reason had like an influx of clients that I've been seeing this week too. So I've been crazy busy with work, just absolutely crazy busy with work this week. It's been the busiest, the busiest it's been in in quite some time for me, for whatever reason. Which is weird because usually summer months are slow for for counseling. Figure that one out. That's all I got. Anything else for the good of the podcast, I guess? No? no? Alright. No. You all want to talk Trek? Yes. I, I mean, yes, okay. Alright, let's, let's talk Trek. <laughs> Alright, everyone. We're going into spoilerific territory as we talk about Star Trek Strange New World Season 1,
1: Episode 8. Like, paradise, paradise
0: or whatever. Yeah. I feel like there was a floating paradise planet that we were just visiting.
1: I think there
0: was, yeah. With volcanoes and children involved. It's fine. It's fine. Liquid hot magma. <laughs> okay, gang. Okay, so generally speaking, we're back. We got a little recap, of course, like hitting the high points. Hemmer, he has some precog stuff, by the way, just in case y'all forgot. And um, um, and Benga's daughter is stuck in a in a buffer because she's really, really sick. That's all I need to know. And um, yeah, so Eric, what do we got? What do we got? Beginning of the episode. What do we got, bud? Chief Tell us all about it. Come on.
1: Personal log.
0: We got a log, baby. I think we're eight for eight with logs so that's far. Pretty good. Which, that's pretty good. You know, that should be making do, your Trekkie heart very, very it happy, does. Eric, as it does mine. Makes mine very happy. So, um, anyway, yeah, we have this little medical log. Um, you know, like things are slow. You know, there's things are slow. Nothing really to do. So I'm, I'm, me as the doctor. I'm just, you know going to keep researching how to basically heal my daughter as, as best I can. Um, and through all this um, we do see that um, Omega is reading, we actually see the book, like a, a more close up of the book with like a book cool bookmark or whatever uh, reading to his daughter and do, his daughter uh, Rukia is just complaining about like I want the story to end differently. Like we keep going through the same thing over and over again. And, um, you know, reading some expert, um, excerpts, not experts, excerpts um, from this particular book. And um, that's pretty much it. Like, sorry, sorry, lady, sorry about you, but you got to go back in or else things are going to get bad real quick. So, beaming you out type of thing. Um, so, yeah. No, and more, no, listen, more research, I more science stuff. Future, science is cool.
1: Right? But what kind of doctor, scientist, researcher... Is just mixing chemicals. No, no lab coat. No apron. No gloves. No mask. No ventil. No, no breathing apparatus. What? Like, I get this, and they're like, there's technology that can keep you safer. But like, like we're not in one of those glass bubbles or anything, right? <laughs> we're just like in our normal uniform with our hands out and our face out. And we're just breathing in chemicals. (laughs) What kind of a scientist Mm -hmm. does this?
0: (laughs) I don't know, Eric, I was thinking the exact same thing when this was happening, just like a random lab table, you know, lab station. And we have like all these like food coloring, like Pyrex, you know, little jars or whatever. Yeah, no like there's not there's not like at least like, you know, like some pretense of like protection like with like a face mask, you know? Like yeah, we've been wearing glove, like with gloves. the Rona, you know. Yeah. Like that I mean, that that would have been fine. Like I would have been okay just like with a face mask. Like gloves, okay, whatever. But so, face mask and so like wait, eye protection. What you telling me? Let's go.
2: Is I can't just go mortar and pestling some white rocks and putting them into some red liquid and that's not okay? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest here. I w- it's it's like did we cross over into a little Breaking Bad situation? Like what what's the doc actually doing here? I mean, listen, like Walter, it's like Walter
1: White had some pretty serious safety precautions when he was mixing his his blue magic.
2: Yeah, it, it was. I don't know. It, it did. It felt a little hokey because usually when we get these sort of things. It seems like a lot of it is done just on, like, computers, you know, through computer simulations or, like, uh, I have this sample that I'm running through a computer analyzer. Well, nope. I'm going to crush some rocks in the oldest way known to man and put them in red liquid and then just get a face full. It's good stuff.
0: <laughs> we're going <We're> to muddle. <laughs> we're we're going to muddle some rocks. It's going to be great we're adding the sugar <laughs> crystals to the high sea it's fine
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so yeah like that was like driving me nuts like i just I, I was thinking of um oh my gosh what was it um in um freshman science like i remember there was a poster in um in my classroom for um for ips and i think it was like um carol didn't wear her eye protection, and now she doesn't need it because <laughs> she's blind or something like that. <laughs> it's God. I shouldn't be laughing at that, but like that was like that was the image that like came to mind. I was like, "Come on, Carol. I mean, come on, Mbenga. wear your eye protection. It'll be fine. Be fine." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's mixing stuff, and he's like, I guess like he has like some kind of like sample of. I'm guessing like the disease or, or something of it that his daughter has, I guess, like to kind of test the potion mm. on whatever it is on and some random smoke he blows up right in his face. Boom. <laughs> literally, literally, which I want to come back to this in a, in just a little bit as we get going with the story, because I kind of thought like this was like yeah. the thing that was like doing yeah, that the was thing. This is my first thought. Basically. Too. Uh, yeah. Like, w- especially like with what happens. Like, we go to the bridge next and like we're trying to get out because we've been like, what, charting like a nebula, doing like research on a nebula this basically. Is nice. Just like this some is pretty nice. standard. This is nice. You know, no fights, stuff. no
1: running, no chases. Just <laughs> science. Just captain. Just science. <laughs> Did you just jinx us? I actually really like that. <laughs> no. That
2: that's uh, that's some pretty classic Spock stuff. That was there. good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's let's get out of here. Say, let's come uh, uh, say uh, say on, Ortega's Land a course.
1: <laughs> I said, hit it. Hit it. I'm trying to hit it, sir. I'm hitting it. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm
0: hitting it right now. <laughs> I did. So I did like the fact that like, we we call up engineering. Like, hey, where where are my where are my engines? What's going on with the warp core, man? And uh, then Spock like chimes in like, hey, maybe maybe if we don't, you know, do pedals of the metal kind of stuff, maybe if we just like yeah, kind of, you know, stat-
2: on, static, out here, static we'll warp bubble. Okay, let's, let's my, try my, that. My good old static warp bubble that I keep yeah. waiting for. They said they said the thing. They said the thing, guys, that I like.
1: Yeah, they did say
2: it. <laughs> but you know, you know what really helps? Standing up and pressing a button.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand that.
2: I didn't get it. <laughs> it's like this isn't a sit stand desk, guys. I mean, what are we doing?
1: Like, what was the blocking that like the director, or the DP needed <laughs> that scene for her to stand up? I.
0: The plot demanded that she. What do you get? What do you even mean? It didn't make it. Her, there was nothing
2: more about that. There was nothing more about that throughout the entire episode. It made zero sense.
0: Other than hey, oh, I'm Banga. And, and by the way, let's I'll go. Just, I'll just say, well, let's no, go. Someone's hurt. Scene.
1: Like, Pike's Pompey Pompadour <laughs> is out. Is getting taller, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it's getting taller. It was like we made this comment a couple weeks ago. It was big. It looks bigger this week than it's ever looked before.
0: <laughs> so, so fun story, Eric, because I know you're on Twitter, right? At you know. Eric's not on Twitter at Eric's not on Twitter. Don't, don't um,
2: tweet that. If there's a guy anyway, who
0: has so that, every time <laughs> no, we've already, uh, anyway, so <laughs> one of the hashtags that I'm, I've been using with um, like episode drops for, you know, these things have been hashtag Pike's piece. <laughs> <laughs> so in honor of the, ma- the majestic, quaff, right, that he has. Alright, well, <clears throat> well, Mbenga is, you know, still kind of reeling from like the smoke blowing up in his face or whatever, and um, he, he, you know, moseys up on out of there, and um, yeah, he's now in some Renaissance garb, and wondering what the devil's going on. And after, like, a very brief conversation with some very colorful alternate versions of the bridge crew, roll credits eight minutes later. And now we have to figure out what the heck's going on, why this is happening, and why we're doing a renaissance fair kind of episode, I guess, which I'm not. not too
1: long ago on Lower Decks. I
2: I think... I think there's just something about Drek yes, who really likes to dress these people up in just medieval garb, man. I mean, it happens a lot.
1: No, I mean, we've, I'm not we've mad had about it. lots of, like, I'm not mad about it. dress these people up and have them sort of almost forget who they are episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And, no, they're, they're fun and they're mm-hmm. fine. But, like, they're fun and they're fine in a 26-episode season are they fun and they fine in a 10 episode season
0: I think they're fun and potentially fine okay. in a 10 episode season <laughs> All right so this is going this is the part where it's probably going to get really confusing cuz I know for a fact I'm not going to be able to keep all these character names
2: <laughs> Do you free. really want to just call them by their their actual names Jackie <laughs>
0: Okay, all right. So we come back we come out of the credits and you know we're of course like we, what's what's happened basically is um, Mbenga is the, the king. yeah, he's like the the, the, the the book is essentially like coming to life, right like there's something about the, the stories that he's been reading his daughter in his office that somehow they've all, like, taken over the characters in the book, but currently Mbenga is the only one that's aware of, like, what's really going on, like, who he really is and who everyone else really is. Um, even even the computer is not computer, it's the Oracle, among other things. Um, and it's, it's... I thought it was kind of funny, you know, that we have, like, the, the cool, the confident, um, the brave... Um, Captain Pike, who is
1: the weasel guy.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like, the complete opposite. The complete opposite. And it was just so much fun to, I thought it was a ton of fun watching Anson Mount just, like, relish. And, like, just have so much fun with, like, that alternate character. Like, that book character. (laughs) He was having too much fun. Uh, I I I
2: also (laughs) enjoy giving Ortegas a sword that literally looks bigger than she is. I mean that sword the, the 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 first sword here that she has in this is like it's massive. It's like unsheath it. I want to see it. Unsheath the entire sword. Come on. Let's see how big that thing is.
0: Mm. Mhm. So, at one point um she's holding a sword and um it looked like um Aragorn's like ranger sword that he had and I'm like did we like really like you know broker a deal like with Weta or something or some armorer and like get like a freaking you know Lord of the Rings sword that we're using in Star Trek because like I wouldn't be mad about that I don't think I'd be mad about that it's kind of cool cool little crossover coming fall 2025 crossing the streams the ultra nerdy (laughs) podcast (laughs) <laughs> um anyway. Andreel? Is that, that what
2: it is? That's the that's his eventual sword, not his ranger
0: sword. Okay. Oh yeah, cuz Andreel is yeah. Narsal uh, re- reforged, correct? <laughs> okay. Thanks.
1: Thanks. You know the name of the sword? Yeah.
0: <laughs> we do what we can. <laughs> Shut your mouth, man! You want a Star Trek? Podcast? Go do a math problem. <laughs> yeah, go do go go like create like a damp sine curve. No, for us.
1: no. Speaking about people that are having fun, like obviously like Anselm Mount is having fun. Um, but when we go down, we go down to sick bay, and then Laan comes in, and oh she's God. like this princess. I she has been like. You know, we did the you did the Twitter poll like who's the most grumpy a couple weeks ago, and she was the winner. No, this this was funny. I (laughs) she came in, she looked like she was having the most fun of anybody here. Like this voice she was doing, (laughs) she was carrying her little dog with her. (laughs) And then later on, she sings. (laughs) She's like terrible. Mm -hmm. They're like, thanks for that.
0: (laughs) So not only that, but like, you know, okay, yeah, we we have, um, we have Ortegas, who's like the, like, chief knight, I guess, for the king. Like the king's bodyguard, something or another. Um, like Anson Mount's, um character Chamber, is chamberlain i don't really there we go um we have uh, nurse chapel who is like a some kind of person into like witchcraft type stuff she's the healer you know what did you say david
1: she's the apothecary right
0: there we go
2: yeah the apothecary there
0: we go apothecary that's a that's a fun word that's a fun word I don't like that
1: oh, word. Th- thy um, poisons work well. And then,
0: of course, we have <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> we have <laughs> we have Laan, who is this like princess, like this over-the-top princess, like with a little like Paris Hilton dog that she carries around. Um, goodness, with a with a matching a matching outfit, yes. by the way. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Yeah. The dog has a matching dress to her. <laughs>
1: And then we're in sickbay, <laughs> and we hear a ruckus. Right, <laughs> right. We hear a ruckus, <laughs> and it's we Hammer. Get off of me! Let go of me! I'll court martial you. What are you doing?
2: He's being taken away by the Crimson Guard.
1: Yeah, because he's a wizard.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. His
1: name is C- His name is Caster. What What's
0: a wizard say? God. Right. How convenient. But well, even before that, like I think we meet um, Spock's alternate ego as well, uh, which is essentially like a yeah. it's supposed to be like a brother, a yeah, twin Caster brother of Castor. and are half
1: brother. Like they have the same mother in mythology. One of them is mm-hmm. the son of Zeus. One of mm-hmm. them is not the son of Zeus. Okay. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. Okay. Ooh. I was right. about to say that's that's. Well, C- Caster and Pollux, those are the names of Nicolas Cage and his brother in um Face Off. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that
0: movie gave me nightmares when I was a kid.
1: It's a good 90s action movie.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, is that Armin terrifying? <gasps>
1: He's the doctor that that does the face transplant.
0: Mhm. Mhm.
1: Anyway, anyway, keep going. Mhm. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, there's being dragged away, and um, throughout through all that, like, hey, we're basi- you're basically um, in neutral territory, you know, you can't really enforce this sort of thing, hand him over, basically, and um, I think this is about the time, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, Rebecca Romaine shows later. up with her character. Yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, we have to meet is Queen that much later first. We end up in the same hallway <laughs> well, that's just the, like five times. Well, it's just the one times. set. So forgive yeah, me for the
1: that. one <laughs>
0: I realize that, but it's like we—it's the same like set dressing for like the same, you know, interactions that we have yeah. over first, and first over. We, and we over go
1: over meet Queen Nev, which episode. is Ahura. She's the evil, the evil, the evil queen, right? Ahura, yeah. Big nails. Yeah, <laughs> her like spiky shoulder yeah. things.
0: Very shiny. And
1: I'll say, I'll say. It's like th-
0: it's like she put bugles I and like bedazzled quite them.
1: I don't like this actress's performance of, I think this is the only one of the performances that I like don't buy really as like the evil like the evil queen like I totally buy everybody else playing these all three goes but I, for some reason I just don't think hers works for me I don't know that was just me but anyway we're at we're looking for the mercury stone but y- whatever the mercury stone is mm. It's some weapon and that she wants it and that's like her character's motivation to get this mercury stone.
0: Okay, so Mars so I'm okay, we want to talk, go nerdy for a second. So Mars was yes. the god of war, correct? What was um uh, Mercury? Was that um
2: This
0: no, it well, wasn't Mercury the one with the winged uh, shoes. That's right. Yeah. The Greek god Hermes, Roman Mercury, was yeah. the god of translators and interpreters. He was the most clever of the Olympian gods and served as a messenger for all the other gods. He ruled over wealth, good fortune, commerce, fertility, and thievery.
1: Yeah, the mm. Greek god, the Greek god Hermes. Okay. Roman god are the same thing mm-hmm. yep okay. yep
0: okay I was just trying to like see if there's like a connection like with anything you know um, so yeah so we're we're brought in there um, through some deception by well, Spock well but first basically
2: <laughs> we do we do have a plan getting set up around a table
1: Yes, yes
2: we so, do. <laughs> so we do have a meeting because we, we've gotta find Hemmer. That's where Lon
1: sings, yep.
2: Yep. Yeah, we, we've gotta find Hemmer, so we're gonna go rescue him. <laughs> so we get around a table to talk about it. Classic track. And then yes, the song. Oh, and what and what was sing. what was the sword's name? Star, Starfall or Star, Star something. It's thirsty though. I do remember that. It's a terrible name for a sword.
0: All right, so yeah, we 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 talk. Um. We we talk. <laughs> yeah. Starfall is Starfall. Starfall is thirsty. There we go. Starfall. Um, ridiculous name for a sword. You're ridiculous. Okay, there we go. <clears throat> so Spock's character is like, I I can help you out, and and Banga's like, or like um, what was it Ortega's? I think is like, do you really? trust him no i certainly don't trust him but whatever we have to find the thing basically and he knows he thinks he knows exactly where it is like i think a little bit later on more or less um so we follow up like some like jeffrey's tube ladder thing and that's when we get captured you know and taken before queen nev and things just get even more. And they
1: get they get thrown in the prison, which is the transporter there. pad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like doesn't the ship have an actual brig? <laughs> we're in the transporter yes. pad, and this is where we start yes, it to, does. to like mm-hmm. understand like what's actually happening here, right? Um, we're in the nebula, and Hemmer, right. who is telepathic. Says, you know, I felt a, a strong presence in the in this nebula. I it was overpowering, and I it it, it felt like connecting with it. I was squeezing my nose, my brain out my nose. I've done that before.
2: <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> so, it, it, one quick question here, because like, there's there's some mention along different paths here about you know, Vulcans having some extra mind abilities and Spock was also not able to
1: you know, kind of combat this at all or have well, anything, think, any I, defenses I or whatever. The the Enar, I think, are more powerful telepaths. Than
2: the Which, uh, yeah, that's cool, but like, mm-hmm. Spock wouldn't have any sort of defense against that at all?
0: Perhaps. It, I would, I mean, I would think if he did it would probably be diminished just by virtue of him being half you know Vulcan or whatever as opposed to full I mean because like clearly we saw that like all the human crew or like whatever like including uh, number one even though they're um, she's Illyrian um, they well, were I, guess,
2: I guess this is more like a it. scientific question that borders on just messing with the plot of a thing I suppose I didn't even think about number one Mm. now that I think about it but like I don't know
0: like she should be completely immune right like I mean like that is I mean like it was what established uh, what was that episode three I think Um, that like it can like fight off like random like contagions illnesses whatever it might be almost instantaneously give you like complete immunity, like, complete, you know, whatever. And even though, like, the we, we find out here in just a little bit that people are having these elevated, like, dopamine levels. So why couldn't, like, um, number one's, you know, Illyrian stuff essentially, like, combat that or at least give her more of an edge with it by virtue of her biology and just, and her I guess, her biological engineering that's happened As a result.
1: Just a thought. Yeah, but then we we learn Thanks hey, this this entity is recreating like the story that Mbenga reads to his daughter that Hammer didn't even know he had a daughter. It's like, Hey, now we gotta go find my daughter because she can help us figure this whole thing out and he's like, I'm a wizard. And I'm going to get us out of here with the magic of science. Don't look, it'll blind you. <laughs> what about you? I'm a wizard. <laughs> oh, and did you notice that M-
2: Mbanga looks at it the entire time, by the way?
1: he I think he kind of like maybe turns sideways yeah, and looking out of at the corner of his eye or something. <laughs>
2: No, th- this was this definitely was the episode where we tried to take the grumpy pants of everything and make
0: them less grumpy.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: A hundred percent, hundred percent. So we 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 break ourselves out, and um, Anson Mount's character is so thrilled to finally be the freed walls are closing in you know, on he's, him. He's being suffocated, <laughs> 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 and he pushes everyone out the way to get out. And um anyway so we make our way basically to um to uh Sick Bay if I'm not mistaken uh which is where we we last left you know Mbenga's daughter and he starts you know piddling around on like the terminals you know like trying to you know ca- recall her basically you know beam her back and can't find her computer's not telling me where she's at uh-oh what happened so, now we have to kind of get creative. And, oh, by the way, Spock's character, who's like this sinister, whatever, conniving character, is just right around the corner, like, overhearing all the stuff, as and is like, I think I know where, she, where my daughter's at. My quarters. Because I said that I would... Not only will I take you to the ship, but, I'll, you know, you can see my quarters or whatever. I'll let you see everything, basically. So, we... Have to start making our way over yonder, and more stuff is going to start happening as we start meet, working our way over there and telling Queen Nev what's up and getting some Crimson Guard and all, all set up, and um, Anson Mount's character may or may not have um, you know switched sides, um, you know because. He doesn't want to fight. He just wants to be on, on our the our team. That's all he wants. That
1: we run into number one here for the first time because they like they get stopped by some people and she shows up as the, the archer zumiria to to save the day.
0: hmm And even like while they're talking, you know, like um, I think it's what cha- it's Chapel. It's or- uh, number one. Um. And Ortega's, they're like, "Huh? Yeah. You want us to hit yeah. the king? What?" <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and that's where the right. realization like, of like, yeah. "This is not right. This isn't how the story goes." Oh, because y'all know are never each supposed other. to meet yeah. oh, quite well. We've met. <laughs>
2: well, I, I, I also just want to say something real quick here because um, I mean, I like a good sword fight, you know, sometimes with laser swords. But like in this case, um, so you, you've you set Ortegas up as like, yeah, I've squeezed somebody's brains out their nose and like, yeah, I'll cut you. But in this case, she definitely doesn't really do any major harm to these crimson guard in this fight. And then eventually she's just stopped. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I mean, let's just shoot them with the arrows. That that'll be fine for a kids' show, right? <laughs> just don't hack them totally, to pieces. 100%. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's just it, it's kind of like a, a, a really stupid nitpicky thing. But when you talk about the character that you've built and the character that you just saw in battle, it sort of seems like there are plenty of room for her to just slash a few people, and we didn't really do that. So good to preserve the crew, mm-hmm. but not really accurate for the character perhaps
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and look i i know that it's a tv show and like there are other you know star some things out there with like swords like laser swords but this this whole thing of like there's like th- There's like more than one person like with a sword like trying to like take someone on why don't they just all like just go like I- I'm just thinking of like Scott like Scott from like Austin Powers like come on man we can take him <laughs> I got a gun I can go get it and go pow just like that like wh- why not just like have all of like the Crimson Guard just like go and just like take you know just just like offer right then and there like you oh, can easily geez. overpower her. Like why not? No, I know, Eric. I know the, the it, camera, I know the plot demands it. I know.
1: And the blocking and <laughs> the directing and the DP—that's that's what demands the one-on-one. Hmm.
0: This is why I don't talk <laughs> on a podcast. I'm just saying. <sighs> so, um, what what what's a wizard say? What what what's a wizard say?
2: abracadabra
0: <laughs> abracadabra I want to reach out and grab yeah. you <laughs> so <Steve Miller. laughs> I love I love oh. Hammer just trying to be so no, intimidating yeah, with, his, yeah, when we get, with what we he's get saying we get to the
1: doctor's quarters right and this is when the captain or whoever he's playing the chamberlain turns on them and Queen Nev shows up with all of her people ready to like arrest them, and then yeah, then Hemmer comes out and is like, "I will use my powerful wizard powers on you to showcase my power, <laughs> and I'll 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 send you to the the um, event horizon." Yeah. <laughs> there's no such place. He's bluffing. <laughs> Yeah, it does some weird, weird thing with his hand. Abra! God. Science! Science! Beams <laughs> them all out of there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So they all get up out there, and we finally, finally, finally get to his quarters and finally walk in. Daddy, 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 I've been waiting for you. I've been watching you. What? Wait, what? You've been watching me? What? Um, and guys, I just gotta say, like, regardless of what we say the rest of the episode, I was not ready for how this proceeded. Like the rest was, of the episode, was I was not ready for this.
1: Tonally, it was too tonally different. I think. Like, the tone of the episode so far has been so light-hearted. And then it just takes the too big of a shift too quickly into heavy emotional. I feel like you need to yep. ease us into that. Ease yep. us into that.
0: Look, as, as, as a as a father to a a very a very young girl, it's not ready. I was not ready, guys. Not ready for this. I,
2: I think they spent a little bit too much and, time uh, having fun, perhaps, and like not enough time understanding maybe the the true, the trueness behind the situation that it is an alien entity who is connected with Mbanga's daughter and has saw her loneliness and her pain and wanted to take it away. And it was just very it was quick. It's like bang, here you go.
1: But also, also this alien entity thought she was in a prison as well, mm-hmm. so she yep. was trying to like the alien entity was trying to free her from mm-hmm. this prison that yeah. that she assumed that the entity assumed she was in.
0: Yep. Yep. Right. It's yep. Hammer. We and have to say
1: Hammer here, who's acting as like this conduit, w- so we can communicate.
0: This conduit, yeah, to be able to communicate, yeah, because it's it's a, a non corporeal. Um, thing and what was the what was the term they used? A, a Boltzmann um, a, brain. A something brain. It was a um
1: yeah Boltzmann a, brain. Thought, Thank a you. Boltzmann brain is a thought experiment to show how absurd things can be.
0: Hmm. Okay, fantastic. Um yeah, like the I just, I just wish there would have been a little bit more of like I I don't know like understanding trying to be gained right because like the this non-corporeal nebula thing is just making an assumption and is just saying yep i've known your daughter for five hours basically um she can come live with me the rest of her life and be fine and healthy and stuff um, instead of you keeping her right, in it's her prison, corporeal aka the self transporter, that's
1: sick, right? But her mind, her consciousness, is not sick. So if I take it, take her with me here, just her consciousness, she'll be fine, right? But like if I send you all back, then she'll be sick again.
2: Yeah, which is interesting. You you which? could take it away, but yeah. only when you're there. Like, does that seem like the truth?
0: Mm-hmm. I was just, I mean, everything is intact, right? Like, the ship and everything is intact. Like, we just, I mean, we have like the vines, we have like, you know, changed personalities or whatever. But everyone else is like living, breathing, whatever. So, what would it matter? W- yeah, what what would it matter? Like how they're how she's healed. Like why why can't you just like, you know, just stick your tendril up her nose and like wiggle it around and call it a day and her be fine.
1: That was a picture. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Well, I'm I'm sorry. Her, her the gl- the glitter it whatever tickles. it is. It tickles. <laughs> of course. Yeah, but I, well, go ahead,
1: David.
2: I was just gonna say we, we also learned that effectively this this entity is out of out of time. Yeah, I mean there there's no linear time here as well. So like you're dealing with a with a really a, an inconceivable entity from a strictly human standpoint, and it, it kind of like I don't want to be this way, but like it kind of brings up i guess this isn't a totally unique story in its own right but like so why did this entity want to help so much it was lonely like but you're an out of time entity you can cure them but only if they're with you it's like there's nothing sinister about this because i'm i'm getting the little radar is just like oh seems a little creepy (laughs)
0: Was anyone else getting, like, profits kind I of thought vibes about that a little bit. from this entity? I mean, I realize they are not the prophets, unless they're going to be, but I realize they're not the prophets, but that was the first thing I thought of was, like, with, like, the whole time thing. And, you know, especially, like, with what happens here in just a few seconds in this particular Which I
2: could scene. have done without, by
0: the way. Um...
2: I think it had a good end cap, and I think they continued it for the sake of, like, a feel-good, but I think that the storytelling actually makes better sense without that, because the whole point of the actual book was that the king had to let go of the stone because he figured out that it was alive, so in order for it, uh, (laughs) living stone, to live its best life, you know, or whatever... It had to go off on its own, you know, maybe like Rolling Stone gathers no moss. I don't know. I don't know about fairy tales. But you bring her back now as an adult. I just think that it kind of it weirdly brushes past the the sort of lesson of the whole story that he's been reading her for a long time now, however long it's been. I just could have I could have taken it, took it or leave it. It's still very sweet. I just could've Yeah, have there's something heartbreaking
1: left. about, you know, the parent missing the the growing up years, the growing up phase, because that's mm. like all he that's what you wanna see. And you know you just get to have the encounter with your grown child. There's something heartbreaking about that. Yeah.
2: Well the other thing too wasn't wasn't it. The entity that kind of said something about... I don't remember the exact line, but it was something about giving her childhood, effectively, that she wasn't living or whatever. And then in this instance, the childhood is, at least in our linear time, gone.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically. Basically. I just there were, there were, there were quite a a few thoughts that I was having. Um, first one being like me being a dad and, and having a little girl and, um, like the thought of like having to just say, see you later to like my daughter in like a matter of like two minutes. Like, are you kidding me? Like I walk in, you know, lady glitter sparkle shows up, like wants to take her away and like heal her because like her consciousness is fine and I have to say okay sure and potentially never see my daughter again god almighty kidding me like major major gut punch but like maybe I might be alone in this but I understand what Mbenga was doing like he was, you know, trying to use the the transporter to buy his kid time so he could come up with a cure. But I didn't really like the fact, at least the way that I was experiencing the dialogue, the way I was experiencing that scene. Like they were just making Imbenga out to be a bad guy by trying to do whatever he could to save his daughter's life. Did y'all experience that at all, or, or or am I alone on that one?
1: I mean, I kind of said it in the in the episode the, that we learned he was doing this. Like, you know, he, he put his daughter's life... He was putting his daughter's life ahead of the lives of the rest of the crew, a li- ahead of, like, his duty as the chief medical officer. And I was a little critical of him then. But I said maybe, as a parent, like... Your brain just shuts down, and you just go into protect your child mode. I, I have, I don't know. Um, I don't necessarily think that makes him the bad guy. I don't think, and I don't think they were trying to portray him that way.
0: No, I'm talking about like the way that the the nebula creature, the consciousness, was communicating, like wh- how what they were saying, like just. I don't know, just the dialogue just made it seem like he was just well, this... Well, I
1: think, I think the nebula creature also misunderstood, and that's where you I, get, I don't know. The, like, it was saying it thought the child was in a prison. Yeah. yeah.
0: The thing that I was also thinking about, guys, was, like, yes, as a parent, if my kid is, is good, I'm good. When, when your kid is good, life is good. You want your kids to be fine, and I think I, I speak for for all parents out there that when when your kids are good and healthy and whole and whatever, they're not hurting, they're not sick. Life's great. You know, they might annoy the crap out of you at times, but life's great. But ah, uh, like you know, what was it? Um, Star Trek five with um with McCoy and his dad. You know, he did what he could to try and find a cure for um, his dad's illness, and um, ultimately it was like, "I don't want him to suffer anymore," and basically pulled the plug on his dad and like let him pass. And it was a very short time afterwards that there was a cure that was discovered. And I just, I just keep thinking like, why let Lady Glitter Sparkles Nebula Creature Consciousness thing? do this and why not just
1: especially you know, when a couple trying. weeks ago you just got some research from the paradise planet
0: you literally
1: but it it wasn't you literally like got, got full, it you literally the got theoretical thing, information you got some information that that could be helpful
0: Mhm I mean if if we have like this incurable disease, whatever this thing is, like whether it's a, I mean, I know we've probably dealt like cured cancer by this point, but like, just go with it for a second. Like if we have like these cancers, we have like these horrible diseases, are we just giving up on medical innovation at this point And just going to be like, Hey, you know, there's this really cool nebula out in the whatever sector of the whatever quadrant, let's just go there, have the, the nebula consciousness, just take them like just take these people so that they don't they aren't ill anymore that just seems kind of problematic to me in terms of how we approach illness and innovation and the human will and desire in you know this star trek future of we can make things better i mean i'm i'm starting to have a problem with it the more i talk about it. well the the other thing
2: you do have to consider is the choice of the child I, I can Which understand I have a problem that, with. and that, that's going to go into when you feel, when would you feel a child is capable of making those kind of decisions, are they capable of making those kind of decisions? I think there's a lot of debate on that now with different issues that don't need to go into, but when no. when does no. an individual's right to make a choice truly happen? You know what I mean? When is that determinant? Does that change in the future um, based upon some form of evolution of where either societal norms or human norms or whatever? Um, so, when do you factor that in there? And even then, while this story seemed to have a, a fine outcome. Are there potential risks aside from that? And to Eric's point, we just, we just learned that there was a potential cure already. And I I, I guess also throwing it out there, do we have to keep taking her out of the transporter buffer? Like, has that been established? Do we have to take her out periodically in order to refresh the pattern? I'm assuming. So,
0: yes. So then, so doesn't too much.
2: How yeah. long do we have on that clock? Because we're only saying that it's it's soon, it's close. We, but we're not actually given a, a realistic time frame. So, is that time frame legitimately almost up? Is there no other choice? Do, does she not have all the time? I mean, my God, and Benga's in his laboratory mixing up, you know stuff in a mortar and pestle and putting it in the red liquid so what's his scientific capability anyway (laughs) just saying um so i i I don't know i think that there are maybe some other other factors in there but but yeah it, it does seem kind of strange to just yeah yeah nebula take the wheel just take it from my hand it does. It, it does. It does seem. Yeah. If I can get at least one or two musical references in here, I'm pretty happy, um, even if they're terrible. One was good. One was terrible. It's fine. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. It's. It's. It seems like a very strange decision. But I think that there are some extenuating circumstances and some facts that we don't necessarily have. And I also think that, you know. There, there's going to be a hinge on human nature to want to protect a child that that's an that's an in inborn like right next to fight or flight you know why are you fighting well if you if your progeny is out there uh, y- you've you've got to protect the line and I don't <laughs> think that that's ever going to be yeah. taken away from our genetic code we're always going to want to protect our line no matter what and i think that weighs right. on people a lot and that could weigh on here again depending on how much longer you have
0: the thing that i wish was was established was not the fact that we have to like you know bring her in and out you know of the of the buffer but like is there something about how often she comes out that maybe it does or it does advance the illness or whatever there was um um for for david and and the Hoovians out there um there was uh the one of the 11th doctor's uh christmas specials i think it was actually called a christmas story if i'm not mistaken which had actually had uh, michael gambit in it um who was basically playing like a scrooge kind of character but um there was like essentially like the the love of his life who was like kind of stuck in this like like on ice basically and the doctor uses his time machine to go back multiple times like every christmas and bring her out to like sing this song but the more that it happens like the closer she moves to death more or less and that was the exact thing that i was thinking of like are we dealing with a story like that where you can't you can literally only open this case so many times before you know, the end of your life type of thing. So, I mean, I think the real reason we're doing this, like with you know, Rikia and this storyline, is the writers just don't want to carry this on forever. They just kind of just want to like be done with it. As far as I think that, my, I my think thing. that huh.
1: is the actual reason. Is like they don't yeah. know they don't know where to go with this story, and they don't want this to be the Doctor's whole story. So they just have to move on.
2: Well, but then you also could set up a Wesley Crusher type of thing down the line where she comes back. I, I just hope she doesn't smile and nod as animatedly.
1: Will Wheaton. Man, he was just so excited <laughs> to be asked back for a worthless cameo.
2: He was so excited that he forgot how to act?
1: Like <laughs> okay. a normal person?
0: <laughs> dang savage dang okay well so she's whisked away for five seconds and she comes back five seconds later as a 30 year old I'm guessing 20 something year old 30 something year old saying dad you gotta move on man I'm good I'm good I named Lady Glitter Sparkles after mom it's fine uh, That's not That's You, not you named lot. her Deborah. Yes That's not well, weird did, at all
1: Is Dr. Ampego's wife or the mother uh, of this child dead? Do we ever establish that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a great question, Eric That's a great question <sighs> So All is well, I guess move on. You said goodbye to your daughter forever. Oh, and Question by the mark? way, you're the
2: only one who can remember this.
1: You know what happened in the five hours we lost. Yes, I do.
2: Oh, I know. Let me
1: tell you a story.
0: <laughs> now this is a story about a man named Jed. Okay. Poor man <laughs> okay. <laughs> no? okay. That's it, guys. That's it that that's that's it let's 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 do the thing so um as we move into our evaluation piece let's talk about the delta where we evaluate the different divisions of starfleet service and how well it was or wasn't represented in this particular episode uh divisions such as command looking at leadership and stuff um operations logistics engineering stuff um as well as science so
2: david oh oh boy yeah. What you got, bud? Yeah, this
0: is this is
2: this is fun. This is the fun part. I mean, <laughs> Bang was a king. King's command, right? Delta for the king. I don't think so. I don't. I don't I,
0: it's good to be. King. There was
2: there wasn't really command in the traditional sense. I mean, this was this was a fairy tale. So, like, I, right. I can't I can't do it uh, at all. It just doesn't make any sense to me here. Um, I mean, like, operationally, and there is a little bit of a a blend here between what is, like, Hemmer, so what is science and what is, you know, engineering in this case? Uh, Abracadabra, I used a blowtorch. That's that's science? Uh, Well, I mean, kind of, I suppose. You know, the science to make your little handheld blowtorch, but then the usage of it. But anyway, I mean, like, without Hemmer here, you know, you're, you're not really going to advance either of those sides of things. I just don't know whether to call it science or just put it in the operational engineering side because, like, he operated a transporter through a commune that seems more the engineering side of things like I, I don't really know that science happened here necessarily aside from saying science so I'm hoping that Eric can enlighten me on that because the only thing that I feel personally that I can give this is like an operational kind of delta for the work that Hemmer did but that's that's where I sort of
1: leave it here. This was, is this was a fairy tale, so... Yeah, yeah. so so during the whole okay. run of Picard, we were like, we're not going to try to give the deltas because that's not really the point of this show. And I'm like, that's not really the point of this episode. Like, I don't feel like it's appropriate. Like, I said the same thing a couple weeks ago for Spock Amok. It's just like the type of episode that it was. It's just like giving out deltas. It's just, that's not the point Of that episode that's not the point of this episode like we're not trying to have anyone in command right we're not trying to to showcase good leadership here you know we're in a fairy tale we're not trying to do science or engineering or anything like that I mean you can say before we get into the fairy tale scene we've got Spock with some techno babble you know and hammer him and hammer communicating and theorizing with their static warp bubble and hey let's just do impulse instead of go to warp right away and I think there's some science and some engineering there possibly but yeah I don't know if that the point of this episode is to assign deltas
0: (laughs) I'm gonna have some fun then I guess so I mean I'm willing to give you know like the whole um You know engineering thing because of like what dave was was talking about with um um and and even eric you know like talking about like you know the the using the communicator to do transport the the transportation thing like um using i don't know like the the blowtorch maybe you know to finagle your way out of a out of a cell it's like you know like with what you know happened on a uh, Final Frontier, like jailbreak, stand back. You know, I don't know. It's it's a stretch. It's fine. Um, and you know what? You get like a a, a a first week, first semester Starfleet Academy cadet level of science Delta, with you know freaking Embenga using his Pyrex and muddling. With no eye protection, okay? Like, you get some signs, okay? You get a little bit. And, um, but, like, the, the command I'm having a hard time with, mainly because, like, you can't really hear Mbenga, for one. How many he, times have I said why that? He,
2: why is he whispering? How many
0: times he, have I said why does that? This he is whisper. a whisper
2: actor, and I, I can't, I I, yeah. can, I can barely understand and when him.
1: when you whisper the time. and you have a thick accent, it. it, it.
2: I don't I, it, personally, I don't think his accent is is, is really a factor, but like I, I mean I have to turn it. I almost have to put subtitles on just because his his vocal pattern gets so low and then all of a sudden he's he's back up, cool and then he's right back down again. I can't I, I, I hate that style. I, I really do because well, it, who Ooh. else do we know that did that from another series that maybe we shouldn't talk about today?
0: it what series just move on
1: the one with <laughs> okay. the ball that spins around the glittery Kay. stuff the lights.
0: <laughs> there's a saturday night fever tv show <laughs> that's right what what wow okay all right so that's i guess that's it so um with that let's go into our numerical rating so on a scale of one to ten one being a dumpster fire and ten being absolutely amazing Eric, yeah, um, how do you rate this episode?
1: <sighs> it's fine. It's fine. It's a fun, goofy episode. It's not meant to be taken seriously. Star Trek does this. It has. They, we have our goofy episodes, right? We were in. We did a Robin Hood episode, right? This almost feels like that episode because we've got some powerful entity that, and this is what almost it feels closely to that because we've got some powerful alien that transports us into this fairy tale universe like i said earlier in this episode and i think it's probably fine to do something like this if you have 26 episodes like how fine is it to do this if you only have 10 episodes like we already had our comedy episode a couple weeks ago like do we want to do like another comedy episode? Mm. But then it's comedy, but then the tone just changes so dramatically at the end, and like I feel like there are could have been better ways to deal with the story of Mbenga and his daughter, and and uh, is not terrible though, but I, I it's mm. ultimately to me it'll be a little bit forgettable. Like I'm not a fan of like. The Renfest thing, like I know Chase loves that, and I know we were laughing throughout this episode, and it had some laughs in it, so it's not terrible. But like, it's got a six point four on IMDb, which is really, which is really <laughs> <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> oh, I, I've, I've been reading Bro. a few of the reviews. It is being flamed like oh, Yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. But those those people love to flame things. They're just oh, they yeah. just do that. They're just. It's uh, just give it a six point eight. I know that's probably lower oh, than what you're okay. thinking, but I'm just comparing it to the other rate, <laughs> ratings that I'm looking at here.
2: Chase drops the hammer four point one. Okay. <laughs> 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 so David, what, do you, what do you got for, first I, I will just touch briefly kind of on one thing that eric said here in a in a 10 episode season it feels super out of place in, in a way um in a longer 22 24 whatever episode season i think it would fit right in and it does feel when i as i was watching it's like Yeah, this feels like original series. It's kind of goofy. It's overacted. You know, they're they're clearly having a lot of fun with a very exaggerated role, and I think that there are a lot of people out there that kind of like miss the point of that's really what's going on. You're 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 running through a kid's book, a fairy tale, effectively for a, a child, for a child's benefit. But I would say one thing. I feel like they really missed the boat on showcasing advanced science by not finding a cure for his daughter I also think you know one of the one of the highlights like next-gen was having families on board you know you you had to deal with with uh, the addition of, of children and and the dangers that that poses in in times of you know battle or the very mm-hmm. You know, cool parts it brings when they contribute to a story and people can learn things uh, from them. In this case, we went the mystical route and just offloaded a kid in space, you know? And whatever you might think about the decision, I feel like you kind of missed the chance. And it's very strange to me because Star Trek was always heralded as like, all the technological advances that we have—I mean, look, Star Trek did it. You know, it, it sent us down the path. It, you know, made engineers and it made scientists and it made people want to go to space and continue to go. Have we lost that wonder? Like, ha- has the the youth of the world—and I'm not just talking about America, but the world—lost the wonder of exploration, the wonder of learning something more than what they? typically would get off of their television sets or their stupid iPads and crap like mm. we 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 can't do an episode where we find a human way out of things and i think that that's what bugs me a bit about it as i as i overthink things here is that we just we lost an opportunity to showcase human advancement here to potentially showcase where we could go and instead we just sort of offloaded the kid with a seemingly benevolent space entity and she becomes a Wesley Crusher and maybe maybe they'll bring her back and she can do a Wesley Crusher and it'll be fine, right? It'll be totally cool and fine. But it, it did feel like they didn't really know what to do with the child lineup and, and again, it's a symptom of a 10 episode season. That's why I don't like limited seasons as much it, it, it hurts because like there have been so many great episodes here great standalone episodes i like the setup in the beginning where in our recap we're literally setting the stage for who we are going to feature we're getting a setup for the story that we might tell mm-hmm. i kind of like that it's a very old school tv and i i kind of enjoy it um, and it was good to get M- Mbanga you know out there to kind of be a little bit more of the focal point because I like the character. I just wish he would like enunciate a little bit more like project, project a little bit. Um, For sure I like Anson Mount doing different stuff here and having fun with it. Um, and, and even giving a little bit more to or- Ortegas who has been such a background character who's just like the the snarky are you gonna say the thing? you know and that that's kind of all all that she's been so far and in this you know there there, it it might not be perfect but there's a little bit more it doesn't really advance her because it was a you know fantasy character that she was effectively playing but still you you get a little bit more of, of just her out there and that's cool that's cool i like to advance the bridge crew a little bit more um and then even our uh our uh you know whatever we're i suppose that would be the operational officer next to her Uh, i don't remember her name but we've seen her a a couple of times uh now and she was like whatever the leader of the crimson guard here so we got a little bit more of her so that's cool too um but you know overall I, i think in the scope of when i look back at like some of the big ratings we gave uh you know, like Spockamuck and, Muck, and I, I really enjoyed that one. The the Memento of Mari, I think we all enjoyed that one. I, I know Chase went <laughs> insane. Um, but even like the first two episodes of the season we rated really highly and this one, you know, sort of seemed like a bit of a downer, you know, in in the scope of like really good episodes. So I don't think I wanna go quite as low as Eric, but I, I guess I was I was probably in more the neighborhood of like uh 7.4-ish. Because it was fun. It was fun. It would have just been more fun if it were in the scope of a much longer season.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. We're about to have a spread, aren't we? So, it's no secret that I love... Um, I love run fairs, stuff like that. So, whenever... Uh, whenever Mbenga first gets, um, you know, he gets on the bridge and everyone's like in like their their renfair garb. I'm like, here we go. Let's do this. Make it so. Please make it so. Um, And just like I, I was I was digging it. I was digging like the the over the top stuff. Like there were there were times I'm like, okay, let's let's tone it down just a wee bit. But, you know, to David's point, like it's a children's book that we're we're bringing to life at the same time too, so it's gonna probably be kind of over the top. Um, I do agree that I, it it seemed like the the questing or whatever of of the book stuff maybe lasted like a half act maybe too long. Uh, I. I I, I think it, it could have probably like been wrapped up a little bit more, um more more quickly and like had more time to really do some talking, you know, with, with his daughter and with this consciousness and like the payout that they were going for. Um when when all that, when everything was like going on in his quarters, like the the emotional, what's supposed to be like, I guess the emotional, what, payoff or whatever for the episode, um, as a dad, I lost it, completely lost it, like I was a blubbering mess whenever whenever this was going on, and so like it, I think it hit well. I think it, I think you know for for certain. Viewers, it's gonna have that that kind of of response, but it just it seemed like um, what's the term? Like the scene itself was trying to flood viewers, like flood emotions with viewers more than anything. Um, but to me, I I enjoyed this episode. Um, it's not. I mean, it's not a nine or, or even like a high or a mid eight or anything like that. Uh, but I enjoy this episode and I'll watch it just because I'll watch it again just because one, Renfair, two, it's ridiculous and I need some ridiculousness every now and again in my life. So this would be like, this would just be like a fun kind of episode to halfway watch again, right? Like it could be like background, like you're doing dishes, you're, you're doing whatever, but you might, you know you know, poke your head up and watch it again. So for me, um, I think I'm willing to give uh, this to me, this was better than the serene squall. uh, That was last week's episode. Um, I like this more than the serene squall. Um, Last week I gave this, gave the serene squall a seven, six. Um, So, I mean, I feel pretty comfortable giving like a Let's call it like a 7.8. How about that? So we have we have one heck of a spread, gang. Eric gave it a six-eight, David a 7.4, and myself a 7.8, which gives um, our overall a- um, averaged rating a 7.3 for this episode. So we're, we're just a skosh above um, those folks over at the, the yellow site that does the ratings and the stuffs of people. There we go. What do you think, Eric? I mean, like, what do you think,
1: listen, bud? I, everything you said is fine.
0: I meant, like, about like our, our overall oh, rating I mean, in comparison to IMDb.
1: There are several episodes of Discovery that have ratings in, like, the fours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, can you trust IMDb? Yeah. Like, episode four of Kenobi, we'll just go to part four of Kenobi, has like a 6.8 rating on IMDb. I'm like, what? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and, and uh, Kenobi actually had a marked drop, too. Because when those were initial out, where, when they were initially, like, first couple days, everything was cool. But I do remember like going back and like looking at the weeks prior, week or two later it's like wow. Boy oh boy, some people got angry. <laughs> IMDb's only good like day 1. <laughs> and it goes downhill quickly.
0: <laughs> mm. So, um there was a technical um, uh oh that happened with uh, Twitter, so the Twitter poll that I had planned did not go out as scheduled. So uh, I'm gonna have to um, use that for our next go around. But don't worry, it'll be a fun one. It's gonna be fun. You're gonna like it. Mandatory fun. fun.
1: Will now Great. commence.
0: So yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Well, that is that's it, guys. Um, we we have two more episodes left in this uh, first season, and thankfully, we know we're getting a second season of Strange New Worlds. That's already in production; they're already putting it together. So, thank goodness for that. Um, and um, who knows? We might actually have like a a, a break, like a a, a, sust- a substantial break with reviews, since there's no. News of when Lower Decks is going to drop apart from summer 2022. So we'll see. We'll see. But, um, David, Eric, thank you so much for, for, you know, putting up with me and, and coming week after week and having these conversations. Really appreciate it. So, um, anyway, all y'all in listener land, what'd y'all think of this episode? Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts, your ideas, your opinions of, um, the Elysian Kingdom. Um, you know, you can, um, Interact with us, connect with us, um, you know, different ways. We're on all the things, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at TRTVPod. And um, you can also check us out, TRTVPod.com. Learn more about us there, ways to communicate with us, um, even suggest a show. We'd love that. Um, you can also support the show. if you really, If you really like what we're doing and you want to keep, you know, the dilithium in good stock and supply, you know, before things burn up, um, you can do that check us out patreon.com slash these are the voyages um, to support us that way um, anyways if you want to uh, share your thoughts make sure you um, enter in coordinates to trtvpod at gmail.com and also send us a voice only transmission to 817-752-4757 there's a three minute limit before the crimson guard comes after you because you're taking too long um Finally, if you want to mail us something like personal protective equipment so we don't get smoke in our eyes or our nose or whatever, uh, make sure it gets to the Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azle, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to bold to go and make it so.